Baptist Church and of our campus in Lexington, Kentucky. It is our prayer that as you listen today, you will be encouraged, challenged, and equipped to be all God has for you. We invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at either 8.30 or 11 o'clock a.m. at our Todd's Road campus near the Hamburg area of Lexington. Would you pray with me? On this resurrection day, we give thanks that Christ has risen. We give thanks that the darkness of Holy Saturday has been overcome by a great light, that sin and death are defeated, and that we encounter you, the living God, the living God who entrusted your church to be your very body. May we hear your words and may we respond uh, in the mission you have called us to. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. As we prepared for the service, I began to look through uh, all these scriptures that we would read and all these stories we would tell, and I'm struck by all the different places in scripture that I would love to have lived, to have uh, sat near Ezekiel as he proclaimed to the dry bones, to have been a fly on the wall for a little bit at least in the ark to see what God was doing with Noah and his family. Who, who would I have wanted to be in Scripture as we turn to the, the gospel accounts and begin to rec- wrestle with uh, who would I have wanted to have been in Jesus' circle? Would I have wanted to have been uh, Peter? Uh, he, he makes plenty of mistakes, but he's kind of given the keys to, king, to heaven and earth. He's, uh, in many ways, the first pope. He's, uh, he's pretty special, would I have wanted to be James and John or uh, uh, Andrew? Probably not Bartholomew. Nobody really thinks about him very much. Uh, would I have wanted maybe to be Paul? Maybe Thomas. Surely not Judas, right? What, what person in the Jesus story would I have wanted to be? Uh, there's the part of me who uh, seeks vainglorious pursuit who thinks Peter. Surely Peter. Uh, But as I begin to reflect, I've decided that uh, the person I really want to be is the women who keep making this appearance in Jesus' story. Uh, Throughout all the gospel accounts, uh, the women appear at just the right time and uh, seemingly stand as a corrective to where the men keep getting it wrong. When the men respond with uh, self-promotion, the women respond with, Lord, teach us. They're the ones who constantly Uh, give Christ the very lordship he deserves. They're the ones who offer up themselves to him. And throughout the passion narratives, they're the ones who stay with him. When the men flee, when they stand at a distance, when Holy Saturday is over and the men have gone back to Galilee, the women are there. To have been Mary of Bethany, Martha of Bethany, Mary of Magdalia, or Mary the mother of Jesus, I believe might have been uh, the best uh, I could imagine uh, being. I love that the women are the ones who the story uh, introduces us to at the beginning. It's the women who are on the way to the tomb in Matthew's account. His account doesn't have them bringing spices or herbs to prepare the body. They're just coming to the tomb Now, uh, using a little bit of holy imagination, I wonder if 
if they aren't just going to see if what Jesus said is true, is true. Did they actually hear him when he said, in three days I will rise again? Did they go with excited anticipation, wondering what might actually happen in these days? They, they didn't flee to Galilee. They came to see what would happen. They arrive and an angel of the Lord appears to them and, and they stand in awe. They hear the words of this messenger and they go and do exactly what he says. They go to go tell the others that Christ has risen from the dead. They go obediently and on their way, Jesus appears to them. They immediately recognize him. They fall to his feet and worship him. And then he sends them and they go. I want to be a person who encounters the resurrected Christ. And when he says, go, I go. I love that it's the women who are righteous in this scene. Uh, in this culture that uh, tends to put women off the side and, and uh, make them lowly and less than, they are the ones who proclaim that Christ has risen. And they do this having stood right beside the Roman guards. These guards who are the very uh, instruments of the state, the ones who will the power literally to kill Christ. These guards who encounter the angel of the Lord and their response is terror. To freeze as if they were dead, it says. God, uh, fairly regularly, humbles the mighty and exalts the lowly. And this is just another example where the women are exalted and the mighty arm of the empire is brought low. We see God do this throughout his story. Moses and Israel should in no way have survived against Egypt, but yet through the waters God delivers them. Gideon confounds the Midianites David is the, uh, the youngest, scrawniest, piddliest son of Jesse. And it's through him that De Goliath and the Philistines are defeated. And it's Esther, the uh, Jewish queen of Persia, who risks her very life speaking out for her people. Time after time, God uses the lowly to bring about his kingdom, to deliver his people and bless the earth. And time after time, he uses those same lowly people to bring low those that were exalted. In this resurrection encounter, there's two choices. Do you respond in awestruck wonder and go on mission as Christ has called us? Or do we stand as if we're dead? Fearful. There's no middle ground. There's no apathetic, just whatever encounter to the resurrected Jesus. There is mission or nothing. This Easter, our world desperately needs to see a church on mission. A people who encounter the resurrection power and go and declare that Christ has risen. He's trampled sin and death, that he can bring about anything. 
We have a world that needs to know that our God is more powerful than any virus and that his people bear witness to his goodness and his power. Our world doesn't need some uh, attempt at a middle ground Christianity that tries to, to back away from what it means to have encountered the resurrected Christ. It needs us to bear witness to what has happened, to encounter Jesus and to go, to be filled by the Spirit and go out on mission and declare that Christ has risen and offer that same gift of resurrection power to a world that is so desperate for it right now. This Easter looks nothing like the Easter we had planned. We gather in an empty room, preaching to a camera. You're sitting probably in your living room looking at a laptop or a phone. First Church has 230-something years history. Andover's got 14, and we've never had an Easter like this. But in many ways, I wonder if this Easter isn't calling us back to that first Easter where people wherever they were, encountered the resurrected Christ. And I wonder if in the season we aren't going to begin to look a little bit more like the early church, not gathering in cathedrals, but with our families, virtually with our friends and small groups online. You know, Paul didn't uh, gather the church in Rome together for their uh, church meeting. He sent out a letter and had it delivered to 26 house churches. Our church, our church is going to look a lot more like the early church in these days. We need to recover the early church's uh, enthusiasm, their, their uh, zeal to proclaim that Christ is risen. For that's the truth that trumps all other truths. If Christ has not risen from the dead, there is no good news And what is this all about. But we know that he has been raised because we've encountered him. And since he is raised and we have encountered him, let's go and bear witness to that to the world. Let's go and tell the others that he has risen from the grave. Over the next few months, we're going to begin to invite you to, uh, to gather like the early church did in small groups. We're going to ask you to set up 10 people on a Zoom call to get a house party app or whatever it is on your phone and uh, to, to share your souls with one another. To ask questions like, uh, how is it with your soul? How can we pray for one another? What means of grace are you keeping? Because we believe that this is how God is going to work in and through this church to fill us with his resurrection power that we might bear witness to the world what he is doing. Mary and the other Mary didn't understand everything that morning. They didn't know the master plan of what God was going to do. They didn't have a clue what all the next steps were, but they knew that when Christ said to go, they should go. We don't know all the next steps. We don't know uh, what our future holds, but we know that Christ has invited us to be a sent people, a people who have received his message and who go forth and bear witness. This Easter, as strange as it is, that is my prayer for you, church. You might, you might encounter the resurrected Christ, but you might go. You might tell others that Christ has risen from the grave, that he's trampled over death by death, that sin has lost its sting, and that all hope is in him. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, 
At the cross, you showed mercy and grace. You humbled yourself to death. Death for you and I. Death for all of the church. Death for those that had come before and death for those that would come. You humbled yourself that sin and death itself might be defeated. You descended on Holy Saturday. You uh, harrowed even hell. And then on Easter, you arose. You burst. They were changed by you. And the world has never been the same. This Easter, encounter us, resurrected God. May we meet you and go where you send us. May we not recall in fear. May we not attempt some apathetic middle. May we be a people who can't help but go and declare that you have risen from the dead. Lord, give us boldness and confidence that you have power over everything and that you are in control. More than ever, we pray, trusting in you because we have seen you move and because we have encountered you in your resurrection. God, abide with us as we abide with you. Give us the peace that only you can give us. And may your spirit testify with our spirit that we are your children. In the name of our resurrected Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen and amen.